Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Welcome, 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 everybody. You are listening to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and I'm going to be joined shortly by the one and only Miss Alicia. You in, girl? Well, it looks like my partner is over there having a little bit of technical difficulty. So with that being said, we'd like to welcome you guys into Let's Chat. I think we're going to pull up into a different studio for Miss Alicia. Hey, girl. Can you hear me? I got you. I got you. Yeah, I had to do. I had to do something different. <laughs> you over there experimenting, Leash? <laughs> do I got an echo? 
talk to me. One, two, one, two. Mike, check one, two, one, two. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long week. Child, tell me about it. Absolutely. I am Miss Alicia and I got my right hand and as y'all can see most of the time she is my left hand as well. The fabulous Miss Tony. We are glad to be here, Leash. Speaking of being here, Leash, we had a great show last night. And um you guys, if y'all know Leash and I, we love having fun. At, on our show, but especially at the end of each interview, Leash, and I think we got all three of our guests. Well, I should get to two last night. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was our oh, yeah, first we had time on the show, and they enjoyed it. You know that that was. Uh, and if you're wondering what we talked about, you're gonna have to stick around to the end of the interview. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Or Feel free to catch our archives here at blogtalk.com as well as at, on iTunes. You can also catch our Mind, Body, and Soul segment on Spotify. We appreciate everybody that supports us. T and I always work really, really hard. We got another great, great show. Now, we did a little change. I did a little change, T. I did a little change. Um, because okay. yesterday we had Don Michelle in, and she, she mentioned something that had me thinking. And so mm-hmm. because... Our show isn't just about literature. I mean, that's how it started out. Uh, October the 25th, it'll be our sixth year doing this. Can you imagine we've been doing this for six years? And it had me thinking, we don't do just books anymore. Right now, Mm -mm. I mean, we do, we we really celebrate dopeness. So I did change uh, our little cue, and I always say, now I say, instead of coming to celebrate literature, and arts mm-hmm. the royal way, I say come mm-hmm. and celebrate dopeness the royal way because all of our guests that we have on are dope. I mean, we have some really dope guests that come on, whether they're in the music industry, whether they're in the literary industry, where whether they're politicians. I mean, we have them all, the medical field, we have them all. And so I want us to change it up a little bit because I wanted to reflect that we have all kinds of guests on our show. Mm-hmm. We do. It's such a diversified show, Leash, that it can touch anybody, anytime, anywhere. We have touched um, each community worldwide, you know. And like you said, it's not just literature anymore. We have had so many varied professions, occupations. Uh-huh. You know, you name it, they have been through the doors of Let's Chat, and we so appreciate each and every one of them. Absolutely. So we are officially today celebrating dopeness, one show at a time. That's our new thing. We celebrate dopeness one show at a time. We appreciate everybody that um, comes on our show. We have a fabulous show for y'all today. Our topic for the day is examples of greatness. Um, I think that all the guests we have on are examples of greatness. Um, But it's good to be able to hear what they Mm -hmm. feel. Uh, about being how they feel about being an example of greatness. You know, you don't have to be a Pulitzer Prize award-winning whatever to be great. You know what I'm saying? You can be great in your own skin doing whatever you do at the best, right? And so Mm -hmm. I want to know how they feel um, 
about being an example of greatness. And so mm-hmm. that's our topic for today. We're going to be getting into the minds of our guests. You all know that we like to be able to celebrate them from where they are, um, from where they came from. And a lot of times here on Let's Chat, we love to be able to highlight um, our guests and the things that cause them to have their passion to burn and cause their pins to light or whatever it is that they do that they desire to do. Where does that passion mm-hmm. come from? A lot of times authors don't have word of mouth. Uh, even artists don't have that word of mouth that gets their music out, gets their books out, gets whatever their platform out. And so we appreciate being able to use our platform to allow other people to uh get a jump start on their platform or, and allow voices uh, to be heard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel agree, Leash. You know, and you and I touched upon this a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were at the Hustle and Grind in Detroit, you know, and it's uh-huh. not just literature, like you said, just those new entrepreneurs. And uh, I have uh-huh. one that we were talking about, and she's ready whenever we are um, able to put her on the show. But like you said, the platform that we provide, um, Uh not just artists and authors, but everybody. It could be like your mom and pop business store. You know, everybody needs a platform in order to display their talents, you know, their gifts and abilities. And we are so happy to be able to do this. And it's at uh, no cost to our guests. You know, Alicia and I, Uh we provide the platform. We give you guys the, the floor, and it is yours to do as, you know, as you wish. Get your name out there. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. You know, being in promotion, I do a lot of social media promotion for authors. And your promoter, I don't care who your promoter is, your team, that's really a taxi cab, in the words of the great June Miller. Your promoter, your team, that is, your readers, they are the taxi cab. And their job is to go out and bring people to party author. Now, when they bring people to party author, it is your job to make sure your content is on point, to make sure you're entertaining them on social media, to make sure that when they get there, the drinks is not dry and flat and the french fries are not burnt. You see what I'm saying? Because if you bring people to you and they get there and it's like, okay, so what am I here for? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A lot of authors have to know that you have a team. Your team is just really there to direct people to you. Once they get there, boom, it is your job to hold them and and Mm -hmm. send them back out to gain more people and bring them back in. You have authors that drop links all day on social media. Yeah, I'm about to say it. Don't send me no inbox. You drop links, 50 million links, all day long. They swear that is social media. I, You know how many people send me links in my inbox? Let me tell you something. That is not how you market your book. Do not send me an inbox. You didn't say hi to first. You didn't say good morning, smell my feet, nothing. But you dropped your stuff in my inbox. It was like, can you share my book? No, I cannot, but you're welcome to come on our show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is not how you promote yourself. Interaction exactly. is key. You have to be able to interact. And really, for every four posts you post to your social media, one post should be about your book, about your brand. It should be there. But it should not always be buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, or um, memes, memes, memes. It has to. Your page has to reflect who you are. Your social media should reflect who you are. All of those people that want to go to 
um, one of the big five, because six, no, it's not six anymore, it's five, that want to go to the big five publishers, the ones that want to be traditionally published, those companies look at your social media. And so if you're mm-hmm. looking at your literary agent, Look at your social media. They have that review process. That's where they look at you. They're reviewing you. Are you marketable? Are you part of it? Can you fit on their team? So they're looking at your social media. When I go to their social media, do I see that it reflects who they are? Can I tell that they are author? Can I tell that they have pride in what they're doing? They're looking at all of that. It's, it's, um, and now, don't get me wrong, because I'm going to say raunchiness sometimes is a niche. Um, mm-hmm. Politics sometimes is a niche. You have to use it to your advantage. You have to use everything to your advantage, but you got to know how much of it to use. You got to have just enough to keep your page entertained, but keeping it tasteful, clean, uh, and crisp at the same time because you never know who's watching you. You never know who's listening to your interviews. You never know who's looking at your book reviews. You don't know who's doing these things. You don't know who's watching you, so you got to keep that mind being mindful as you maneuver through social media. And you want to make sure when you're branding that you brand consistently across the board. You can't be Hot Mama 25 on Twitter, Author Sue the Q on Facebook, and then Sexy T on Instagram. That is not going to work, Sweet Cheeks. Not if you want them to buy your book. Yeah, I said it. I'm just saying. Get Did, you call, right Did you call me Sexy T? Did you call me Sexy T? Goodness, that is so true. And not only that, but they also get in your inbox and say, Oh, can we exchange reviews? Really? Am I I even even check? Wait, wait. Do I have time to read your book? And first of all, did you check to see if I have a book? You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Did did you do your, your research or did you assume that everybody on your friends list is a reader. Everybody is not a reader, but you can make them a reader if they're not. If you interact mm-hmm. with them the right way, if you if you bring it mm-hmm. to them the right way, if your content is on point, if you are doing what you're supposed to do as an author, you can bring your everybody. In my opinion, everybody you meet is your audience. Whether you're at the laundromat, whether you're at the drugstore, whether you're at Target, your audience is readers and non-readers alike because really a lot of times people are supporting you. They're supporting uh, your your passion when they don't know mm-hmm. you. And so if you're at mm-hmm. the grocery store, the airport, these people don't know you and they may not even read, but that, that they're that best friend of yours, which, you know, a lot of people call that elevator pitch, that's your best friend being able to pitch your book, not throw up your synopsis, but really pitch your book. And you mm-hmm. can grab anybody's interest. You know what I'm saying? And people will mm-hmm. be like, oh, I love this person's passion. They're a go-getter. I love it. I just want to support them. And they will purchase right. your book just, just because of you. And that you are part of your packaging. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. part of the eye candy. Mm-hmm. Your book, your cover, your synopsis, the way uh, your name sits, the colors that you use, all of that is part of your packaging, and your personality is the bow. You know what I'm saying? Then when they get on the inside, mm-hmm. that content is the glue that secures them to who you, to what you do. 
Mm-hmm. And so you have to you have to think about all of that. I'm gonna get off my soapbox, y'all. I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true, yeah, you that. know. And and just speaking about people that are watching, you know, um, I'm not an author. Alicia and I, Alicia's uh, uh, make sure I got to stay on top of her to get that book out in 2021, isn't it, Alicia? But anyway, people do watch no, you, and you don't even know sometimes. Twenty twenty. Gotta wait. Until I, well, okay. because I'm in, I'm doing the literary agent thing. So my internship, I should be good and and going full steam in 2020 in January. Okay. And so then I have time to be able to go back and look. But so right now I'm I'm learning, and it's all just a process. Really, literary agent, you don't need a literary agent if you want to pitch to the big six. There are some that require you to have an agent, um, but it's all part of learning the business of books. And I don't believe they talk about the business side of books enough. They talk about mm-hmm. covers and synopsises and, and you sold this and that, but books are a business, and a lot of authors don't move like it's a business because they don't know the business, and they don't have enough people around them that, that will explain the business to them so that they know once you publish that book, boom, you are a business. Everything you do is a business. You are a 24-hour company. So when you're on social media, that is you representing your business. I'm just saying. So you can't do everything you want to do. You can't say everything you want to say. Why? Because you are a business. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And like you said, you never know who's watching. There's been plenty of times Lisa and I have been out and about, and when they find out that uh, we are the ladies of Let's Chat, and we find out that they are, they follow us. So you know, you got to protect your brand. You got to make sure that your brand is is reputable, you know, and that you work ethically. Yeah. And um, because like you said, you never know who's watching. Absolutely. Right down to the people you connect yourself to. But that's a whole other show. We can actually do a show about that um, <laughs> later in the year. Uh, we always do mm-hmm. at least two shows about the books of business every year. We bring people on just to be able to educate because it's, it's important. We always say you have to know what you know because you know it, not because mm-hmm. the publisher told you, not because your literary consultant told you, but because you know what it is. When people you have working for you handle your book, when they handle your, the business portion of your book, you need to know what it is. You need to know what it is that Amazon takes. What is what is the, what, 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 what's the royalty? You know what I'm saying? You have to know these things. Know the sites that your book mm-hmm. is going to be on. Promote those sites. All of those things mm-hmm. are important. So we're going to do a show later in the week about that. But today we're talking about examples of greatness. And we got our first fabulous guest on here, y'all. Let me tell y'all. She is so sweet. But her her publisher, Miss Miss Portia, is the sweetest. So I know most of her most of the time, um, authors for royalty publishing, they move like they don't move like Portia, but their pens are comparable to hers. You know what I'm saying? Their spirit is comparable to hers. And y'all, if y'all don't have not read a Portia Sterling book, if y'all have not listened to her um, lies, if y'all have not listened to any of her interviews, y'all need to because she is a sweetheart. She is very sweet. So we have the fabulous Natisha Rayner on the line. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this evening. <laughs> Girl, you can't come in here, Osha. Look, you can't come in here, Osha. 
So by, by the end Thank of the you show, you're gonna be clutching. Me. You're gonna be clutching your pearls and everything else. I want some y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for having me. You are so very welcome. We want you to tell everybody a little bit about your literary journey and your work. Um, well, I'm not really a spring chicken, so I've been writing like since I was a teenager, and that equates to a lot of years. Um, I mostly I wrote for fun because back in my day, <laughs> um, it wasn't easy to get published. So I just wrote for fun because I never thought I would ever get published. So around 2012, when self-publishing was becoming easier and more common, mm-hmm. I self-published a few books, but then I was still kind of lost because Google wasn't helping me. And I'm just like, how do I get these books past my hometown? So um, I started mm-hmm. taking workshops classes, investing, and then writer. I wasn't even looking for a publisher, and one kind of like fell into my lap on social media. It wasn't a traditional publisher. I think it's what they call now a digital publisher, Um, Mm -hmm. but I I signed in 2015, and literally with my second royalty check, I quit my job and became a full-time author, Um, and I've been a full-time author since 2015. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. You better talk that talk, honey. Or don't, don't, don't. Y'all don't be talking about some. Oh, she just got that first royalty check. Y'all didn't hear what she said at first. She had to invest in herself. She had to take classes. She had to do what she needed to do to draw in what she wanted the way she wanted, and that's how she got it. It just didn't, you know, fall in her lap. It did, but it didn't. She put some work in um, to be able oh, to get yeah. what she wanted. You know, you you got to yeah. do that. And I love the fact that you said invest in yourself because if you are not investing in yourself, if you're um, expecting people to be tethered to their desk but you're not tethered to your own desk, it's not going to work that way. And so you were talking some talking. You dropped some jewels at the same time. I know that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasted a lot of money. <laughs> I wasted a lot of money. I made a lot of mistakes. And when I first came across a self-publishing boot camp, it was like $400. And I'm like, I'm not right now because I was a single mother. And maybe like uh-huh. two years, maybe two years later, the lady that was actually offering the boot camp I saw her on IG. They were um, advertising for, like, interns to, like, proofread manuscripts. I wasn't even thinking I was going to get paid. I'm like, this is just a great way to get my foot in the literary door. Um, It ended up being a paying job. She was paying me $200 per manuscript. She would pay me for the manuscript. She would pay me to proofread the manuscript, and I would turn around and send her the money back for her boot camp. Like, I picked up a side hustle just to be able to take that class. To you learn better how to talk about it. Yes. <laughs> so, See? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. See? That's yep. what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Making, it, making what you do work for you. Absolutely. So when you decided to go from being self-published to being published, um, and it was all a process for you. What did you learn about yourself throughout that process? Hmm. Um, what did I learn? <laughs> um, 
I just learned how far I would go to, um, I guess, live my dream. I mean, I've always been a go-getter. Um, I've, I've worked since I was 16. I have two children. I used to cry because I felt like I never saw them because I used to work two jobs. I've just always been determined to give my kids a good life. So I didn't become published until, so well, I didn't sign with the publisher until I was 35. So my kids were teenagers at that time, but mm-hmm. still to be able to, sit home every day and do something that I love and be there for them when they came home from school and I could make my own schedule and I could be at every basketball game and every dentist appointment because I had actually the year before that moved an hour away from my family. I have no family in Raleigh, so I didn't have my parents. Like, my kids only had me. So to be able to be a full-time mother, but to be able to make more money than when I was working two jobs, it was nothing but a blessing. So like I always say, like, there are, I take days off, but normally there are no days off. I literally write seven days a week. On Mother's Day, I was writing. My daughter was like, you're not going to do nothing. You're not going to go nowhere. And I alternated between American Horror Story and writing. Like, I literally write seven days a week. I might on Thanksgiving, I'll get up, spend time with family, eat some food, come home, and I get on the computer mm. because I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> my, kids, like, my kids are 19 and 15. Yeah, my kids are 19 mm-hmm. and 15, and I don't want to go back to work. I want to be here every day. Like, hey, when they walk through that door, hey. <laughs> Absolutely. <here>. Absolutely. <laughs> And it's yeah. funny because I remember um, when I started just coming around authors and just experiencing the process that they go through to write a book as a reader, it allowed me to appreciate what y'all do more, um, being able to yeah. be there in that, in that inspiration um, with the clients that I had and watching them go through the editing process. And it's a process. And I can probably count on one hand how often an author may go outside, especially when it's crunch time, <laughs> especially when that editor then, then sent them that, that second edit. It's crunch time, you know. So it's you no know, outside. They got their favorite snacks. And shout out to um, Rainisha, who talks about the last two months that weight that she got to get off <laughs> because she was she was buckling down to write that book. But that's what they go through. And as readers, we don't see that. I remember mm-hmm. thinking that after you read a, a ebook, it's like, well, I don't understand why it takes a whole year for another one. I don't understand what was taking so long, but it's a whole process, and we don't see that process as readers. Readers don't see that, and so when you guys are able to talk about it, it really it causes us to appreciate what you do more. Um, just your passion for what you do. You're a mom. The passion for being a mom, and it's like, mm, I do what I got to do. I crank out these books. I love all my kids, and I watch my horror story. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's crazy that yeah, it's crazy that you said that because it's like if it wasn't for my readers, I wouldn't have this career, and it's all flattering and it's all wonderful. But it's like if I have a book that comes out today, and then you're asking me an hour later when is part two coming out. <laughs> I'm going to kind of want to, like, 
I'm not a machine baby. Like I'm I'm not I even took a real estate class and I had somebody write on my wall on Facebook, I'm happy you're taking this class, but I hope it doesn't take away from your writing and I'm like, Okay. Like all right. Um Cause that's, you that's my what? only purpose on this earth is to write these books. That's my only purpose on this earth. That's the only thing we. That's the only thing you here for. God put you here to put these books out. So it's Saturday, and we need the other one by Tuesday. I don't understand. Who told you to go to church yes. on Sunday? No, I need you to get that book out. Yes, ma'am. I mean, I got edits back this morning. I got edits back this morning, and I went and got a pedicure. And I came home and I made a post on Facebook and then I started going through the edits. And when I took a break, one of my notifications was from Portia's assistant. Like, I'm glad you made this post, but did you do your edits yet?
for the essence of your pen. That is what we are here for. So whatever right. your your characters go through, we got to use all our senses in that book, like our sight, mentally. We can taste if they eating the food and it wasn't right. It's like, mm-mm, that was nasty. I tasted that. <laughs> we didn't really taste it, but it's like when you, right. when you get into our mind and you wrap us up in your world, that is your job, to put us in our feelings. I guarantee right. she gave you one star because she wanted you to understand how she felt about what you did. But she read that book. <laughs> she read it. <laughs> she read it. Oh, yeah. And at some point in time, your your reviews become a message board. And so a lot of times right. authors get frustrated when they get one-star one reviews and two-star reviews. But I'm like, did you read it? Were they in their feelings? Yeah. Okay, good. That's, you did your job. Good. Pat yourself on the back and be right. excited for that one- and two-star review because that means that you did what you were supposed to do. And you could be like, I did that. Oh, she mad, mad, ain't she? <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. 
but I will say, as long as that reader is in their feelings and they're not saying that the formatting is off or the grammar is off or that right. the book wasn't edited, you feel good mm-hmm. about that book, no matter what okay. the review is. Because at some point mm-hmm. in time, if you put them in their feelings enough, that ain't nothing but a voicemail to you because they don't have your personal number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got to right. get your attention. Right. They're trying to get your attention somehow, and this is what they're right. going to do. If I give her this one-star review and put my name on it, she's going to come looking <laughs> for me. And you know what? They're going to buy the next book as well. <laughs> yep, and all right. they want to do is talk to their favorite author and find out why she did it. Ooh, and, and she hit my inbox. <laughs> right. <laughs>
And you know they promoting too, right? You know they your they your biggest promoters. They promoting too. Girl, no. so they got no. friends that read. <laughs> they got friends. Girl, they mama. No. Oh, your mama no. read. My mama right. Yeah. Girl, my friend done told me his friends don't read, and I was like, that's why y'all slow. Like, this generation, like, y'all don't read no more. Like, that's what's wrong with y'all. Y'all don't read no more. But my daughter, she always walks up to my computer, and she's trying to read over my shoulder, and I'm like, this is not for you. And she's like, why can't I read her books? And I'm like, because it's not for you. <laughs> like, mm-mm. if she picks one of my paperbacks up, I snatch it right on out her hand. Like, not yet. You know she done read it on the slide already. More than likely, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was like you like, well, I don't know why you upset us. I'm already mad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm very sure. Yeah, but I like. I, I won't let my it. mom read them. I won't let my mom read them. Like I just. Uh-uh. Why not? Now your mother, that's fan. That's fan number one. She got everybody buying them books at work, mm. at church, at the hair salon. Everybody, honestly. Like, honestly, you know what, and I always say this, and it's not really for, like, a pity party, but my my family doesn't support me. Um, I won't say they don't support me. Like, like when my mom first found out that I wrote a book, she was like, I want to read it. But my mom was like that. We're not that close, like, me and my kids. And, like, I'm just kind of, like, old-fashioned. Like, I'm 38 years old, but I won't even curse in front of my parents. Like, if my dad says, tell your mama to shut the hell up, I'm going to say, ma, he says, shut the H-E-L-L up. Like, that's just me. And so when she picked my book up, I was like, no, because there's cursing and there's sex. And I was like, no, ma, no, because I'm thinking she's going to be reading it like this little. <laughs> so, but I'm like, aunts, uncles, cousins, they don't share my book links, never purchase wow. the book. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two brothers. They probably can't tell you two books I've written. They never say, hey, I want to buy one for a girlfriend. I want to, mm-hmm. like, nothing. No, I have cousins. None of my cousins have ever said, hey, Tisha, I want to buy your book or nothing. Nothing from my family, nothing whatsoever. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? It's okay because I still pay my bills off of royalties, and that's off the backs of strangers. So what's for me is for me, no matter who doesn't support it. Wow. That's so true. That's so true. Lana, because we have a hand up. Do you mind taking a call? Sure. Okay. We're going to bring in 918-557. You're live on this chat. What's your name and where are you calling from? This is Ingrid Brown. Hey. Ingrid. Hey. <laughs> Did you have a question for the uh, author? No, I just I just called in, so I haven't heard enough of the um, discussion to have a question. I was okay. just following instructions. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to put you in the queue. We want you to feel free to listen and chime in when you are ready. Okay. All right, okay. we're going to put you back in the queue. Yes, I love it. So, you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do something fun. Well, you may not know, so I'm telling you now. We like to do something <laughs> fun with our guests. And... You know, I get excited 
because we we do it because we like readers to be able to to experience and listeners to be able to experience that author that they may not have read their book, they may not have you know been able to had to have the opportunity to be acquainted with that author. So we like them you guys to be able to show your raw talent. So what we do here on Let's Chat is we do a live excerpt. So Tony is going to give you two props. Now, you're going to take those two props and you're going to put them into a scene. You can put them into a scene that you already have. You can put them into a new scene that you create. You can use characters that you want. You could any genre you want, if you want to make it a murder scene, a horror scene, whatever you want to do, whatever direction you want to take it, it's all up to you, as long as you have those two props in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, well, first of all, thank you so much for joining us tonight, um, and we so appreciate you. And, you know, you got the support here from the ladies of Let's Chat endlessly. But your props tonight are going to be some red hair boots, some red MAC lipsticks, and I want you to set the scene on a dark, stormy night. Okay, the, you said, what was the first one you said? Some thigh high boots. Thigh high boots. Okay. Thigh high boots and red matte lipstick. Mm-hmm. The glossy one. Okay. The glossy kind. <laughs> okay. So am I like whatever you want to do? Telling a story. Am I like however you however you want to do it? Yeah. However you want to do it, you can do it like you're telling the story. You can do it like you're a character in the story. However you want to do it, you can do it in first person. You can do it in third person. However you want to bring it to life, that's up to you. You're the creator. Um, just as okay. long as you got red thigh hair boots, glossy red lipstick, and it's a dark and stormy night. Mm, mm. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> well, okay, so did you say red thigh hair boots? I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Unless you you can okay. just you can put any colors as long as you have that red okay. lipstick. You can you can do even black or green or purple. Okay. Or see through. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I feel like I, I'm gonna feel so weird, but okay. It was a dark and stormy night, and Giselle's doorbell rang. As she was putting on her red MAC lipstick, she rubbed her lips together, placed the lipstick on the bathroom counter, and walked seductively to her front door in a pair of black leather thigh-high boots. She opened the door, and immediately her boyfriend Jason's eyes widened at the sight of her with no clothes on in a pair of thigh-high boots. The red lipstick made her lips pop, and he couldn't wait to see what she had planned for the night. No words were exchanged as she held out her hand for his and led him through the apartment to her bedroom where she had a surprise waiting. Seeing the pair of high heels laying on the floor and the body laying in the bed, he got excited because this must have been the threesome that he was asking for. But as the figure turned over, he got the surprise of his life when he saw that the person in the bed was his side chick, Rashida, the one that Giselle wasn't supposed to know about. 
in her books. And so we're excited to have her back on the show, the fabulous Ingrid Brown. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> for inviting me. Oh, you know you are always welcome here, Miss Brown. <laughs> I'm laughing about your previous guest. She's really got some creative juices flowing, doesn't she? Ooh, yes, ma'am. Awesome. <laughs> okay, okay. Did you enjoy that? Well, I was a little surprised, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> that was the whole point. That was the point for you to get surprised, like, oh, man. Oh, she don't put okay. it in there like that? Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we loved it. Okay. I love it. I love it. So we want you to tell everybody what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen since the last time you were on the show. Okay. I think the, the last time I was with you, we talked about Village Vengeance, uh, and uh-huh. it is historical. It is um, a mystery that's based on actual events. Um and in that in that book, there was a character by the name of Aunt Sadie, and there were people who wanted to know more about her. So I wrote a book called Miss Sadie's Song. I published it a couple of years ago, but I felt as if I could do a better job. So I um, took it off of the market and revised it some, and now we have the second edition that will be published on uh, June 2nd, June the 20th. I'm sorry, it's June the 20th. But it is available uh, in Kindle form on Amazon for pre-order right now. Uh, Mercedes is, um, rather than a mystery the way that Village Vengeance was, Mercedes is more a historical romance. It begins um, in the latter 20s, and it ends in the 70s. And it basically talks about uh, Miss Sadie and her husband Joe, and their relationship over what more than more than forty years. Mm. Absolutely, y'all. She said it nicely. She put it. She she wrapped it up in a nice package. Miss Sadie was fast because she liked older men. Uh huh. <laughs> she was fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Miss Sadie was kind of Miss Sadie was what they call back in the day a single popping woman. She liked to, um, yeah, yeah. When she was in, when she was a teenager, she would sneak out and go to the juke joints, and she was smoking and drinking and so forth. And she did like older men, but the older man that she was most uh, attracted to was a man who was. Almost the exact opposite of her. He was very conservative, very quiet, uh, didn't drink, didn't smoke, uh, just an opposite. You know, they always say that opposites attract, and that's exactly Mm -hmm. what was going on with this couple. In fact, they were even different in appearance. Uh, Mercedes was um, redhead, um, light redhead. Uh, Her husband, Joe, was tall, dark, um, they were total opposites, but they loved each other, they thrived, they prospered for many years. Uh Uh-huh. Now, a lot of people don't know, but Ingrid is my cousin. And so I read Village Vengeance, right? 
I'm going to go back to Village Vengeance. Let me tell y'all something. I read this book, and she had me giving everybody the side eye. Because it's different when you <laughs> when people write about characters that you know. Child was giving cousins the side eye, like, ooh, uh-huh. Yeah, I heard about you. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving everybody the side eye. I was like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you did that, now you think about what their kids do when they read it. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> These are just cousins, and, you know, I'm looking at my older cousin like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to, you have the family reunion just rocking and looking like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs>
always. Mm-hmm. But then she also had, if you could, if you know, when you read the book, you'll see that she was young at heart, but she also had the wisdom of her years. Mm. Now, it sounds like, this is still Tom Ingrid, I'm sorry. It sounds like you put a lot of uh, reference to family and, and the dynamics and the and uh, think to your story. Now, is there like a certain time or day that you're most inspired to writing? Because it's I, I picture Miss Sadie as as that late dusty part of the day. You know, when when people are just winding down, they may have a glass of wine, or that's not your 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 drink of choice. But is there a certain time of day that you're most inspired to write, and especially about Miss Sadie? Well, I am um, basically a night person, so I write at night. I write at night. In fact, sometimes even if I have a day where I'm not really busy, I don't do those kinds of things until um, maybe I may start 10, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, that's really. Mm -hmm. I'm a night person, yeah. And then let me also say this, you know, Sadie, Miss Sadie will be released on the 20th of June, and and I have just started writing a new book about her husband. Um, when Miss Sadie was released before, uh, mm-hmm. I had lots of people that wanted to that you know they kept saying that they they needed a sequel, they needed to to get more information, and at that point, you know, I felt as if I really didn't you know that there was no information. I just couldn't really think of anything else that I wanted to do with those characters. But now mm-hmm. I believe that um, that Joe deserves his own book, so I'm going to to write a book, and the title of it will be Joe. And I'm hoping that it will be ready to be released uh, before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we can see that the the difference between Joe and Miss Sadie. So I think that's something that your readers should find joyful. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so because you know it seems that um, there were a lot of questions about Joe because you know it's hard to read quiet people. You don't know what they're what they're thinking. You don't know what's going mm-hmm. on with them. There, there were a mm-hmm. lot of people that had, in fact, uh, many times uh, folks had more questions about Joe than they did about Sadie because, you know, Sadie's the kind of person, you know, that was, was out, she was just up front, you know, so you didn't have to worry <laughs> or wonder what she was thinking right. because she told you. Right. But Joe was different. You know, you didn't know. You had no idea mm-hmm. exactly going on with him. So I think I'm going to try to, to get in his head and um, help help readers understand what was going on with him. What makes him tick. <laughs> what makes him tick. What makes him tick. <laughs> yeah, things aren't always as they seem. Things are exactly. not always as they seem. <laughs> I love it. That is so true. Yeah. It's so quiet what you have to look out for. <laughs> Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You have to look out for quiet people. And I always say that you have to let quiet people be quiet because if you start asking them too many questions, you may get some answers that you're not ready for. Absolutely. You better talk yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quiet, people, quiet people don't have a lot of filters, so they just say it, you know? That's very Point true. Blank. <laughs> so I have a question yeah. for you. Um, okay. Now, Outside of writing, you do something else that's very important, and what is that? Well, 
see, at this particular point in time, I guess you're referring to me teaching. Is that what you're talking about? Uh-uh. The uh-uh. other special thing you do. Okay. What's the other special know. thing you do? What's the other What's special your thing? I, your blog and nonprofit. Okay, yeah, I do. Well, that that's basically. I I guess I put that along with the with the writing because it's basically short stories. I've uh, I've, I've so far I have just published one short story on a blog. Um, but as I said, I put that in the same category as I do the the other writings. It's just not as um, extensive as the books have been. And caregivers. And caregivers. Okay, you have to just keep cueing me, don't you? I I uh, plan. I plan to to start a blog. I have uh, several things that I have written. I've not yet started the blog, but I'm going to do a blog that has to do with being an Alzheimer's caregiver. I was a caregiver for my for my mother for a good number of years, and I also. Um, worked with people professionally who were caregivers. At one point, I did a caregiver's um, support group and some other things along those lines, and I want to do a blog that talks about all of those things. Is that it? Absolutely. Is that what you were talking about? Okay. okay. I don't know. Is that all you got going? You do so much. You be so quiet. I'll be happening to you know. I have to get it out of <laughs> Some of those things I really don't even think about until, you know, I'm actually involved in them. So, yeah, you have to kind of give me some cues so that I'll know what you're talking about. That's all right. <laughs> now, I want to talk about you being being a caregiver for so long. Um, okay. what, is the, what is the importance of you doing your blog? Um, what do you want people to be able to get from it? Okay. Okay, being a caregiver is an extremely difficult task. And it's a task that I think unless you have been in that boat, you have no idea what it's like. Uh, Many times people are really misunderstood when they're in that role. And what happens when you're a caregiver is that sometimes you begin to um, be taken in by the opinions of other people, okay? You feel as if you should continuously be able to do more and more and more. And the reality is if you get, if you get, if you allow yourself to get to a point where you are totally broken down, you have nothing else to give. When I worked, um, when I worked with caregivers, when I worked uh, in the medical field, uh, believe it or not, there were many times when we would, um, end up burying the caregiver before we bury the patient. So so one of the things that I want people to truly understand is that if you are a caregiver, you also have to make sure that you take care of yourself because once you're broken, you know, there's there's nothing that you can do for anybody else. One of the things that happened with me, because I'm an an only child and so forth, uh, I always felt as if I had to continue to do whatever I was doing because there was nobody else to do it. But when when I got Mm -hmm. to a point where 
I was becoming ill, uh, the question that I had to ask myself is that, you know, what I was saying to what I was saying to myself was totally true. There was nobody else to do it. And if I became ill or if I die, who would do it? Who would, you know, who would take care of my mother? So I, I understood at that point that in order for me to continue to take care of her, I had to take care of myself. And one of the things that I want to do with that blog is to give people, give caregivers uh, permission to do just that. Mm. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's some important work, that, that, and, and it's so deep and it's so true, and I don't think it's discussed enough or even touched upon as much as, she, as it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as I said, you know, I, I got to the point really where I began to almost classify caregiving as, as being a terminal illness in itself if you uh, mm-hmm. allow it allow it to be because so as I said so people need to have permission to take care of themselves uh, another thing that happens with caregivers is that you uh, have the impression that you're the only one that nobody's going through what you're going through and that's not true mm-hmm. uh, we have support groups and so forth but sometimes you know and I, I experience this also as a caregiver sometimes you know with, if someone invites you to or suggests that you go to a support group it's just one more thing that you need to try to figure out you know when are you going to do that but I, mm-hmm. I feel as if you know almost especially at this particular point in time I think that almost anybody can read a blog you know you can do that um from any place, you know, while you're in the process of caregiving, you would be able to do that, uh, and it's much less uh, taxing than trying to get to um, a support group and find someone to take care of the person while you go away and all of those kinds of things. So that's the that's the inspiration for for that blog. Awesome, that's great. <laughs> so, so much needed. <laughs> Yeah. Well, as you know, we like to do something fun on our show. We like to be able to bring it out of the authors. We like to be able to just kind of showcase the the dopeness that we always have on our show. And so T is going to give you one prop, and we want you to do a live excerpt. You can do it any genre you want. You can Take it from a scene in the book. You can create a new scene, characters, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. Um, You can do it in first person. You can do it in third person. Whatever the choice is, it's all on you. You create it however you want. Okay. (laughs) All righty. I'm ready. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, you are always, always welcome here on the show. You are not just a guest. You are family, and we so appreciate all that you do and all that you've shared with us this evening. Now, your one prop this evening that we'd like for you to uh, incorporate into an excerpt, we want you to have Miss Sadie use it, and her prop is a massage table. Ah, a massage table. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I'm supposed to create a scene. With Miss mm-hmm. Sadie, and the prop mm-hmm. is massage tape. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me think. Let me think about it a second. 
Okay. Okay. We know that Miss Sadie, Miss Sadie's, uh, Miss Mercedes, Miss and Joe are totally different kinds of people. So let me think about it. Okay. Let me start. I'm going to start kind of with a dialogue. Okay. okay. Let Let's say that uh, Miss Sadie is watching. She's looking out of the window. She's waiting for her husband to come home. When she sees him, when she sees him pull up into the driveway, she makes sure that everyone is gone. She makes sure that the home is just, that there's no one in the home except her. She meets him at the door with um, a rope, and she's got a, a towel around her head. And when she when he comes in, he's wondering what's going on. You know, what is going on? Sadie leads Joe from the door into the family room of their boarding house where there are two massage tables, two masseuses, and candles. She tells Joe that this is going to be their special evening, and she wants him to go in and prepare himself for the two of them to have a couple massage. I like that. Go ahead, Miss Fast, Miss Sadie Leach. She is fast. <laughs> well, like I said, she's this is her husband, and she's trying to hold his attention. They've been married a long time, <laughs> and, and, and there you have it. That's what that's what keeps you going by. That's right. You said, look, she's trying to hold that attention. She got to make sure. Joe yeah. ain't going nowhere. I told you Miss Sadie was fast. Y'all can listen to me. Yeah. I told you. I, I told y'all she's fast. Yeah, I don't like know. We never know what yeah. Joe's thinking because he doesn't tell you. You don't know what's going on with him. That's right. Yeah. We got people too. <laughs> right, but is that like the – I got one extra question. Is that like the norm? When you think about back in the 20s and when you think about – um, marriage and relationships. We're actually doing a relationship show tomorrow, uh, talking about the why effect. But nowadays, I think that women are taught that when you become a mother, when you become a wife, you're supposed to give up everything and you have to uh, sacrifice everything. Well, now we would think about it as a sacrifice. But that's, that's at that time, back in the 20s, they didn't think of it as a sacrifice, right? Well, now, I wasn't there back in the 20s, <laughs> but <laughs> but this is this is what I believe. <laughs> this is what I believe. I believe that um, up until probably the last maybe 15 years or so, women were basically mm-hmm. taught that being a wife and mother was your purpose in life. So whatever you had to do to make sure that your home was intact, it's what you needed to do. I think uh, even, you know, with, with for those women who may have had uh, jobs outside of the home, it wasn't really most, many times, I'll say many times, it wasn't really seen as a career. It was seen as helping my husband. Mm-hmm. You, know, you see the difference mm-hmm. in that? So it's still as if, you know, the husband was the breadwinner and whatever the woman brought in was to assist him. But so so often, like I said, up until, you know, the last 15 years or so, 
so often women would um, not only have jobs outside of the home, but they were expected to do everything in the home as well. We call it the second Mm -hmm. shift. You know, so you go to work, you work eight hours, you come home, you cook, you clean, you do the laundry, you put the kids to bed, and you get up the next morning, you start all over again. Where the man would Mm -hmm. go to work, come home, watch TV, and do whatever else they may have wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's one of the major differences. What do you think? Absolutely. Uh-huh. I, think, I think the same thing. I think that when you think about the 20s, um, you would think coming out of slavery, I think that, again, that was our purpose. Our purpose was to, you know, at that time, our purpose was to marry, have a family, take care of the family. That's what based essentially most women, even if you go back to the Renaissance times, kings mm-hmm. and queens, you know, the women were there to please the king. And, you know, you were there to do whatever the king wanted. That was your job. That was what you were raised to do. You were raised to do this. You were raised to yeah. be a wife. And, and there was no thought of doing anything else. And I think that society has um, is slow to come around, but women have done great things over many years. Um, and sometimes it gets swept up under the carpet where it's not talked about as much, but we've done some great things. Like, we are super dope um, yeah. in our abilities, and I think like right now, if you just take today's temperature, um, women are a threat. I think that, you know, we are a threat and a lot of men are threatened by us because it's like, well, wait a minute, y'all supposed to do this. No, we can do everything and we're doing it. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't think that a lot of men are ready for that. They're not ready for, even though their wife may be the breadwinner already, but they don't know how to understand that even though, she is in this position, she can still make you the head. You see what I'm saying? It's, this is all still to help you, but you have to be able to support her as she is to support you. And I think that it, the other side never gets um, returned, where you, you don't tend to have that support from your spouse. You don't tend to have that support from, uh, you know what I'm saying, that, that your, your spouse would have from you. You don't tend to have that. You have some men that really, really support their wives. Then you got some, it takes them a while to come around to it, and then they eventually do it. But you have some that's like, wait a minute, if you're doing that, who's going to be cooking and cleaning and washing? <laughs> well, you know, as I said before, I, I, you're going back to the 20s and you're talking about the Renaissance or whatever, but I think that it has been that, that same way probably up until uh, we came into the, the new um, century really, because I think even in the 90s and so forth, it was still, it was still that way. Uh, I can remember situations where um, if a, a couple or if a family seemed to be doing well financially, the question was always, what does, what does the man do? And then if you say, well, his wife is an attorney, then he'd go, oh, well, no, I meant I'm talking about him. What does he do? So it was as if the woman's con- contribution was um, – was minimized. So 
So as I said, I think it's been that way until just recently. I think that just within the last 10 or 15 years, we've finally gotten to the place where men do understand that if both of you work a full-time job, that he needs to kind of kick in in the house and do some of the things, um, some of the housework and maybe even laundry, those kinds of things. Uh, As I said, up until I would say the late 90s, the woman was still expected to work the full-time job, come home, and do everything that needed to be done in the house as well. But I do believe that that's finally changing. I agree. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I do. Well, we so appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media. When uh, shout out again when everybody can expect Mix, uh, Sadie's song to uh, be released, uh, where everybody can get the pre-order and any events you have coming up. Okay, let me see now. Miss Sadie will be released on the twentieth of June. It's open for uh, pre-order now on Amazon. Um, see, I don't have that link, but I do have. Um, the sites that I, that, I, that I want to let you know about. I'm on Facebook, and for Facebook, you can find me at Arthur, uh, let me see, what is it, Arthur Ingrid Brown? No, that's not it. Okay, this is it. You know I'm confused. Let me see. Let me give you my website. <laughs> it is <laughs> Arthur Ingrid Brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, com. Okay, now let mm-hmm. me see what is, now you know you have to help me with these things. The blog is well, you're, you're you're really consistent across the board. So your Facebook is Arthur Ingrid Brown. Okay, and then the blog is Ingrid Brown Writes at blog spot dot com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think those are the ones. Those are the ones that I can share with you right now. Huh? Well, that's okay. good. Well, you know, you, you had it. You had it. Okay. Okay, I'm working on it. I'm working on it now. <laughs> I tend to give her a lot of homework, and first thing she'll tell me is, but wait a minute. Nah. <laughs> Don't worry, Anna, yes, I feel I... you. Leisha always, she always throwing some homework at her sister girl. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, now, is this something else new? What am I supposed to be doing now? Yeah, but I have those too. I gave you those so that you can get in contact with me for sure, especially on, on Facebook. Facebook is um, uh, Arthur Ingrid Brown. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> we so appreciate you coming to kick it with us. And you know, as always, you are welcome back anytime. I can't wait for the release of Joe. Yeah, I'm hoping to have it out by the by the end of the year. And once again, I I would really uh, encourage people to look at at the blog so that they can read the short story that I have there. The title of the short mm-hmm. story is Love Revealed, and it is mm-hmm. uh, the blog I gave you, Ingrid Brown writes at blogspot uh, dot com. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you, and we thank you for coming to kick it with us, and we will talk to you soon. Okay. All right, then. Thank you. Have a good evening. (laughs) I always enjoy when Miss Sadie, she makes an appearance when Ava comes into the chat room, (laughs) Lee. 
absolutely. You know, she got me uh she got me up on that um uh that one book. I can't think of the name of it right now. Um mm-hmm. but it was a historical romance, the Douglas women. Uh, and it was mm-hmm. about Frederick Douglass, his wife, and his side chick. Yep, I said it. Frederick Douglass had a side <laughs> chick, y'all. And I was giving him side eye through the whole book. I appreciate what you did for us, brother, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. First of all, chat. Hi, Miss Lisa. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. We've been talking that talk today, y'all. Let me tell y'all. We've had mm-hmm. some dope authors on today sharing their 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 greatness with us here in the chat room. If you're just tuning in and you missed the interviews, no worry. You can head over to blogtalk.com or even at iTunes and check out our archives. We appreciate everybody that is hitting our replays. Our archives are jumping. We thank y'all for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. And we have our next fabulous guest. She is an author and a beauty consultant, the fabulous Samantha Jacks. Hey, Sam. Hey, what's going on, honey? Glad to be talking to you. What's up, Lisa and Miss Tony? Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much for spending some of your precious time with us tonight. (laughs) Of course, of course. I'm glad to be here with y'all. Now you over there doing some things. We you gotta let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen, child, because you you done took your creativity to a whole nother level. Let's talk about it, honey. <laughs> Lisa, you already know. You already know. Well, you know, first off, I, I just want to thank you two ladies because y'all been there with me from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Since the beginning of my writing career, when I started with Nene Capri. Um, you know, we were all on the same team. So I want to thank y'all and give y'all big ups because y'all doing y'all thing with y'all show. I'm so proud of y'all. Oh, thank you. We try, girl. We try. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, um, you know, as y'all know from us being on the, on the same team from a long time ago, I always had the idea to come up with my own uh, mink eyelash line. It was just Mm -hmm. that at that time, uh, you know, my books was the most important thing at the time, so I was kind of going hard on that. But um, I kind of put my books on the back burner so that I could go ahead and and get my mink eyelash started and get everything with that materialized. So, you know, I got everything up and running, so I'm back to the books and eyelashes and everything else I got on my plate. Mm And eyelashes seem to be think, making um making such a splash these days. What what was the draw for you for eyelashes? Well, actually, you know, I I originally started off as a as a beautician. So I I was a mm-hmm. beautician for years. I worked in the beauty salon for years. Um, mm-hmm. after I started, uh, after I got married and started having my kids, you know, I kind of slowed down on doing hair. So I always was in the beauty industry. However, you know, I did take a break for my books, and I'm just back in the beauty industry. Now I'm just coming back in a different way. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot over the years. I've grown over the years. I have, I've worked with some of the most best, you know, uh, hairstylists in the game. 
So, you know, I got to definitely have a lot to bring to the game as well. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about coming back in, you know, in a different, mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the beauty That's industry is a multi-billion dollar industry, you know, so there's always room for growth and, and, and it's just room at the top for everybody. Definitely, definitely. You know, I, I, I'm a licensed cosmetologist. You know, I'm a licensed musician, so it's like I don't want to just let it fall by the wayside, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. So I, I right. think, you know, eventually one day I would use it. So, you know, my license is coming back in handy. So I, I appreciate it, and I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm getting it. You know, I'm not an eyelash person per se. I wear them on on occasion, but it got expensive going to get somebody else to do my eyelashes, y'all know. And so <laughs> I'm trying to teach myself. Look, I'm trying to teach myself how to do it. It is not the business, okay? So I want you to give us five tips. Drop some jewels on us. Five tips on um, wearing um, wearing eyelashes and maintaining them. I mean, the, the the main thing is you have to, it's some people that have oily skin, so you definitely have to make sure that you're cleansing your skin before you put them on because depending on the glue that you use, if it's not waterproof, you know, with your eyes, water, or anything like that, then, of course, it, it's going it's to begin to run and start to irritate your eyes. Um, so you definitely want to make sure you you are um, keeping up with the with the right cleaning etiquette. Um, allergies. There's a lot of people that have skin allergies that can't wear eyelashes because of the bands and what the bands are made of. Now, some have cloth bands, some have uh, plastic bands. Um, of course, the plastic ones have rubber in them. People have that allergy. So some people, you know, people just got to start asking questions. You know, what are the products made out of? What is the band made out of? Yeah, the hair is me, but that doesn't have anything to do with the band because they are handmade. So it just mm-hmm. depends. With the more money you spend, the better whiff you're going to have, the better band you go have on your lash. And that's if you're wearing strips. Now, if mm-hmm. you're wearing individuals, then you have to make sure that you're going to somebody that's cleaning their products and, you know, make sure they're licensed. Make sure you're going to someone um, that has good cleaning measures because you don't want to go and then a week later your eyes falling out, eyeballs about to fall out your So you have no, to we don't sure like that. somebody that you can trust, right? <laughs> make sure you're going to somebody that you can trust and make sure you're using quality products. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of people out here selling a lot of things right now. It's a lot of businesses that are going around. It's a lot of people that are tapping into the beauty industry, but you also have some that are not ordering from, let's say, verified companies, you know. So you, you mm-hmm. always want to make sure that the products that you're receiving are verified products too. Always, always, always get samples first. Don't just go off and because they're giving you a good deal because they really want to get that money from you. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you get samples. Make sure you try it out first, always. Mm. Oh, all right. Those are some good tips. I'm sorry. But, they yeah, are. I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm saying those are some good tips, and, 
and especially, you know, I see a lot of the, uh, a lot of, I don't know if it's because I'm more noticeable of it, but latches are like everywhere. Is there like the, the you have to also maintain the, the length? Is that also, what about the length? Because sometimes I see these ladies with these long, long lashes, like they can practically touch their eyebrows. Looking like I a mean, pair of bat wings. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I wear them like that too. It just depends. I mean, it's the mm-hmm. each zone. I have, I have all kind of lengths. I have, I have eyelashes that show so short. It's gonna go. It's gonna be shorter than your own eyelashes. But it's for those that mm-hmm. barely have eyelashes. So I have them. I have lashes and all lengths. Now it is some women mm-hmm. that love to wear them long. I do like to wear them like that, depending on how I'm wearing my makeup or depending on what okay. I'm wearing. It just depends on the look. So I mean, it's it's to each his own. I, it's it's a different look for you. I think I got into doing eyelashes. Um. I got into doing eyelashes because I I went through a really, really long, deep depression. And I think the only thing that really got me out of it every day was listening to Tasha Cobb, getting up, doing my makeup, and putting my eyelashes on. Um, I've I've always been told from when I was a child that it was always something about my eyes. You know what I'm saying? So I always tried to hide them because they real big. (laughs) So to me, the eyelashes... (laughs) <laughs> the eyelashes kind of, you know, it hit my eyes, but it made me be, that's when I started to learn who I was. You know, that's when I mm-hmm. started to look deep into my own eyes and look deep into my own self. And, you know, it's just the feeling that I get from it and the way that I turned into a new me, um, I guess I would mm-hmm. say, um, because I went through a lot during that time. So it was just the way that I came out of that bad shell that I was in, you know, mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. I, every time I did it, every time I applied it, every time I worked on my business, I was dropping another bad shell, you know, and it's just a part of, it's just a part of dealing with the mental, mental illness. And a lot of people don't really understand it if, if you, you know, don't have the knowledge about it, but that's where it started at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So and I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. liquid eyeliner or pencil eyeliner, and do you put the eyeliner on before or after? I use pencil eyeliner, and I put my on my line on top. I put it on before and after sometimes. Mm. Mm. That's a good liquid, question because you never know. My, I can put on liquid, but. I would rather use pencil. Liquid always get in my eye. Ouch. I'm not a good See, nobody got time for that. Look, ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody, nobody got, got time for that. Yeah, yeah nobody and got time. I'm glad that you mentioned it because there are a lot of people that don't have lashes, whether they have alopecia or whatever the case may be. And the fact that uh, you brought up the fact that you can still wear lashes when you don't have lashes. Talk a little bit about that. You can. You can. I mean, it just depends on people's comfort level. It's a lot of people that really don't like individuals. Um, because of their cleaning regimen and how they clean their face, and they just don't want those eyelashes on, but they will wear strips. So it just depends on, you know, 
how comfortable you are with what you want to wear. You don't even have to wear individuals. People now are making fans out of the individuals, but you don't have to. They have clusters that are already pre-made, and you can do the same thing with those instead of spending an hour before your client gets there and making your own fans. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of different ways you can do it. You just got to find you a right boutique or salon or wherever you want to go to get it done and make sure you're going to a licensed professional that knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And can you share the different types of lashes that you provide, Sam? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I provide um, all meat eyelashes. I have 3D. I have 5D. Uh, I also have um, 25 millimeters, those are um, the the longest ones that I have right now, um, and all mm-hmm. of those can be found on my website. I also have clusters. I also offer the packages of clusters. I also offer the packages of individuals because I do sell to individual uh, consumers, but with seven lips and lashes, um, what we what we do and who we are is we're a wholesaler. So um, we bend to makeup artists, salons, and also boutiques and, you know, small business owners that would like to carry our lashes. But we supply our own display case. Our display Mm -hmm. case comes with um, 35 pair of mink lashes, and you can either do consignment um, or you could either or you could purchase your case and your eyelashes outright. So that's what we do. But we do also sell individual on our website as well. Mm-hmm. Now, is this the mink that the only lashes that you provide? Um, if it would wasn't mink, what would it be? Um. Well, some of them, some of them are fox fur. Um, I don't have any fox fur right now. However, I will be getting some because I have colors coming in. Now, when the mm-hmm. when I do have the colors coming in, those will not be mink only because um, they have to be dyed. So mm-hmm. um, I do have some brown, um, brown ones coming in, light brown, dark brown, strips and individuals coming in as well as colors. I have rainbow strips. I have a teen eyelash line coming out as well. So we'll have rainbow color strips. We have some now that uh, are like black with hearts on them or polka dots. We have a lot of different colors right now as well, too. And those are, some of those are synthetic, the colored ones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And outside our lashes, you have lip gloss, right? Tell us about your lip gloss yes. line. Yes, we do have lip gloss. However, right now, we do not have any on our website. We haven't had any uh, in a while. We had a company that we were getting our lip gloss from. However, um, their tubes that they were providing were not very safe. So um, we're actually in the process of trying to finalize with another company um, before we upload any other lip gloss. But definitely when we do that, we are we're going to have a big sale because it's been a while since we've had the colors that we had, and we do have, you know, a lot of returner customers that would like those colors back. So we definitely going to get that really soon, get it back soon. Mm-hmm. Wow, girls, I'm a lippies junkie. And and, and uh, it, has, it has just rubbed off to my baby girl. She is worse than me. I mean, I can have cases of lippies. I love oh, me some lippies. That's God. why I, Mac is always in I my prop. I got to 
gotta hurry up and get my lip gloss in so I could get y'all covered. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, lips gotta be popping. Gotta be popping. <laughs> Definitely. We um, <laughs> on our website too. We also have apparel. So even we got eyelashes. If you don't want eyelashes, we got makeup bags. Um, we also have um, my books. My books are on my website as well. So awesome. you can go on my website. You can get. You can order my paperbacks, and they will be delivered promptly to you, and they'll be coming directly from Amazon. But I also have backpacks, makeup bags, all kinds of stuff. So go check it out. That's sevenlipsandlashes.com. dot com. Absolutely. And mm. can we expect any new books to be released? Yes, you can. I'm actually. I was supposed to be releasing this book on Halloween like two years ago, and I ain't dropped this book yet, but Jane Doe, um, The Devil's Child, uh, it's actually going to be an upside down, so it's going to be two books in one. One side is going to be Jane Doe, the other side is going to be Isabel. So um, oh. I'm looking out for that. Uh, the book cover is on my website, so you could go check that out. Now, that's unique that you did that. You did the two books in one, and you did the one on the back and the other on the front. And then, I like that idea. You better go, girl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, my Christmas book, my part two will be out. Um, it'll be out. It won't, it's, it's supposed to be out by Thanksgiving, but it won't. I, I can tell you right now that's not going to happen. But I will have it done by um, by Christmas time. It'll be done before Christmas. And enough time mm-hmm. for you to give it as a stock and stuff. So uh, Rock the Bell 2 will definitely be out um, this Christmas. So make sure you watch out for that because that's going to be so doggone funny. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> so funny. <laughs> that book is We're looking forward to it. Definitely, Absolutely. Definitely. And they were trying to make me give Lance his own book, but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was just gonna take too much out of me. I know that's right. Now I want you to drop some jewels on people as far as branding uh, and marketing, and the things that you've learned about yourself during that process along your journey. Well, some things I've learned about myself is that I've got to be a little bit more open to meeting new people. Um, I am open to meeting new people. However, I'm a little standoffish, and people get the wrong idea um, about what they think I'm thinking or how they think I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's really not me, but I would rather just chill by myself and not kick it but with nobody else. <laughs> So I have learned that about myself, and I've got I've gotten a little bit better with it. I definitely have. I done got a little bit better than that. Um, but for others, you mean in the book game, Felicia? And just in general, what have you learned? Because in business, whether it's books, whether it's it's makeup, you're always branding, um, and you're always marketing. Okay. But you're you learning things about yourself through the whole process, things that you didn't necessarily know maybe that you possess. Um, Definitely. Um, Well, one of those those things about branding is 
making sure that you separate, you separate, especially your social media, you separate your business from your personal. Because a lot of times when you have businesses that are already established, let's say you're looking at um, going after them to see if maybe you guys can collaborate or something like that, they're going to look at all your social medias. Understand, and if you're trying to be a business person, then you have to make sure that um, you the things that are going to be out in public, you want to you want to keep that. You want to mm-hmm. keep that. You want to make sure it's business. Um, you don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize your business and then have to come back and be re-apologized because it's it's too many people out here starting businesses and people not going to keep starting over with you. Okay, well, they sorry. They're going to start over again. We're going to start purchasing again, you know? So it could be a turn off in a lot of ways in customer service. Just make sure that whatever businesses you work with, whatever customers you have, make sure you always, always, always have the best customer service ever because I'm going to tell you, um, Customer service goes a long way, and you could be working with somebody one minute, and you never know where them or you could end up a year from now, and you guys may need each other's services again. Good customer service will get you that, understand? So make sure you always, always keep good customer service in your business, and that's something that I've always stayed true to. Mm. Absolutely. So, you know, we like to do fun things here in the chat room. We love to be able to just have our listeners experience our guests um, and because there are examples of greatness, all of them that come in our show. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give you a fun question. If you had the ability to have five clients, dead or alive, to represent your brand and wear your lashes, who would it be and why? No way. <laughs> no way. Okay. And you said five? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my five people are my mother, Lois Johnson, my granny, Ella Wren, um, she's also passed, my other granny, Viessa, she's also passed, um, and I chose all three of them, and I'm going to give one reason for all three of them. I chose all three of them first because, you know, that's, that's who I learned from, you know, I, I'm a woman because of all three of those women. Um, I feel like they they paved so many ways for me. Not only both my grannies, but my mom. My mom was a perfect example of what a woman, a mom, and a businesswoman and mother is. You know, she did it all, two full-time jobs on their own business. I mean, she grinded it out. Um and so was my grannies. You know, my grannies. You know, my grannies were were tough women as well. So that's why I chose those top three. Okay, and my last two is going to be Taraji P. Henson 
and I chose her um, just because I've I've followed her career, and you know she has come a very 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 long way from where she started in her career. And when she got her star on the Walk of Fame, I think that was just the ultimate congratulations for her. She definitely deserves it. And then with um, her new mental illness foundation that she started in her father's name, I mean, that's just another plus. Not only is her acting impeccable, but the work that she does and, you know, the work even even in the background, the work that she does, you know, I just admire what it is that she does. And she doesn't stop. She doesn't let anything stop her. And she just keeps on going. And she keeps it hood, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but don't nobody mess mm-hmm. with the right. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my last person is going to be my last person is going to be Maya Angelou and I chose her because of her writing um it's funny because before I started writing full books I was doing a blog and I was doing a short story two times a week on a blog and I knew I wanted to do this blog. I knew I wanted to write these short stories. And my husband had made me this little office. And we had kicked our baby out of her bedroom, made me an office. And I'm just sitting there in the dark. I couldn't come up with a story to save my life. But I started, I got online and I started reading a bunch of her poems. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just, her poems, it doesn't matter which one you read, what it's about. It's just, it's just motivation. And it gave me the motivation I needed to go ahead and get my blog started. And I had so much of a good following from my blog, you know, that turned into me, okay, I'm just going to start writing for a book. So, you know, it just went from there. So those are my people. Mm. Nice five team. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah. all have a special meaning for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely does. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, well, we thank you so much for joining us, Sam. You know, you are always welcome here. You're not just a guest. You are family in the chat room, girl. Absolutely. Oh, Man, Absolutely. Thank you so Now, so before much. you go, we want you to shout out all of your social media that everybody can catch uh, or follow you at uh, your website once they want to purchase lashes or novelties or um, books as well as any events you have coming up. For sure, that's what's up. Okay, so um, I'm going to start off with my events. I have an event coming up on August 10th, and it is going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, the mm-hmm. Live in Color Festival. We are definitely going to be there. Make sure you show up. Make sure you're there. Um, it's going to be a fun-filled weekend. Uh, I want to say Super and Judy are going to be there. I think they're going to be there. So I have a vendor table. So make sure you stop by my vendor table. Make sure you get your tickets so you can go and watch the other ladies as well. Um, so that's the next season I got coming up. My website is 
sevenlipsandlashes.com. That's the number seven, lips and A-N-D, lashes.com. You can go on there, get your mink eyelashes. I have beauty boxes, um, seven days of beauty boxes that's going to be coming out. You can go on the website, sign up um, for your $15 uh, monthly beauty box. Every month you'll get seven different, seven items in the box. You will automatically get the box at the same time every month. So make sure y'all go subscribe on the website and sign up for your beauty boxes. Um, I also have custom-made seven books. Um, that I had custom made coming out that are shaped like the number seven, um, and you could put seven pair of lashes in them. So I do have those coming out as well. They are actually on pre-order right now on my website for $75 for the book, the custom made book with seven pair of lashes. So make sure you go and pre-order that as well. Um, as far as my social media, my Instagram is Samantha.Jacks. That's my personal, but my business on Instagram is seven underscore the number seven underscore lips and lashes just like the website the number seven underscore lips and lashes go follow my Instagram it's a new Instagram for my business so I do need followers so make sure y'all go follow and follow follow and double follow and send some other followers Uh, my Facebook is the same as my Instagram. It's Samantha.Jack, so hit me up on any of those. Awesome. So make sure y'all get her numbers up without following. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you know, we appreciate you. You are always welcome here. When you get that lip gloss in, you know, you know where to find us. And when you come to Georgia, I'm going to need you to help me with this eyelash thing because, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm yes, trying. I was just <laughs> in Georgia. I was just in Georgia. I'm going to come. I'm. We're going to have to get together, Alicia, the next time I come down there because I was just down there for uh, for Judy's event in April. And me and you didn't get get up with each other because I ended up I don't always work yeah, but you gotta like you gotta let me know in advance because I'm always working. So I literally have to take that day and be or that time frame and be like, I'm not working from this time to this time. So I have to know because uh, mm-hmm, I'm always doing something, and sometimes um, my time wise be a little yeah. off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely get it. Yeah, I'm going to get up with you. I come, my sister live that way, so I come there all the time. So I'm going to definitely hit you up so we can get up uh, get up when I come down that way. Absolutely. And y'all let me know about, y'all let me know when the book events come out. I ain't been to no book events, not down this way yet. So y'all let me know when some more book events coming up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Lisa and I, we be trying to make our rounds, especially during the summer, but we were in Michigan a couple of weeks ago, and we had a great time. What's up where y'all was at in Detroit? Yeah, we went to the Hustle and Grind, but we also went to the Belleville Library. Oh, okay. Okay. Miss Tony, you know I live in South Carolina. You know I'm in South Carolina now. I ain't in Michigan no more. You're in South Carolina? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, been in South, I've been in South Carolina now for about four years. 
So mm-hmm. I do a lot of shows down this way. I was flying back doing shows in Michigan, and which is getting very expensive. So I started doing more shows down this way. But I am going to start going back up that way some more so that I can go ahead and get, the you know, my products back up that way, you know, because that's what mm-hmm. my books are in the library in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. Michigan. So mm-hmm. you can also get my novels in the libraries in Grand Rapids, Michigan as well. Okay. Okay. Devious Deception Devious Deception One and Two is in the library. Nice. Hey. All right, then. <laughs> That's good. It's always a good thing to get a book that's displayed in the library. That speaks volumes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But well, you know, we want that, that lip gloss. Yeah, that lip gloss. Mm-hmm. We're going to need that for something. So as soon as you guys get that, let's let us know. Because, you know, we be needing the lip gloss for stuff. Because, you know, we like to have popping lips. Mm-hmm. De- definitely. I'm going to let y'all know when I get my lip gloss in. And also, do y'all, I know you guys be doing advertising. I'm sorry, I didn't listen to the whole show, but um, I didn't listen to all y'all advertising, but let me know if y'all got any uh, advertisement for any photographers. Um, Y'all could go ahead and shoot them my way. Absolutely. I I know a few. They're here, though. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Okay, yep. I'm I'm not that far from, from, from Georgia, so yeah, that's fine. All right, definitely I'm about to tag you in it. I'm about to tag you in it now. Okay. All right, yeah, go ahead and tag me. Definitely want to support. Awesome. Well, we so appreciate you coming to kick it with us, and you know you are welcome back anytime. For sure. I'm so glad y'all ain't telling me to do no story. <laughs> you never know next time. You never know. Boy, y'all have, y'all have my chat just, You never know what the ladies on that chat may come up with. Right. <laughs> next time we can't promise you that. We know that you know it's, you ain't been writing in a minute. But now that we know you writing, uh huh, next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna need that for something. Oh my God. Y'all is not about to get me when Leisha said, and I have one last question. I said, yep, she don't want me to tell no story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. I know I love (laughs) y'all. We love you more. (laughs) Thank y'all so much for having me. We appreciate you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Have a good okay. evening. Bye-bye. Great show, Lee. Yes, we had fun today. We appreciate everybody that came to hang out with us today in the chat room. Honey, we will see y'all tomorrow. Y'all got to be here because it's going down. We are talking about it. We are talking about the why effect, honey. We're talking about love. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about marriage, and we're talking about divorce, honey. We're talking about it all. Everybody on the table today, and we got three fabulous guests that will come in here tomorrow. They're going to talk that talk with us, so we will see y'all tomorrow. Good night, everybody.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.